Welcome to Sports Medicine Weekly on 670 The Score, your on-air resource for fitness, nutrition, and injury prevention and treatments for today's weekend warrior and professional athletes with renowned specialist of elbows, knees, and shoulders, Dr. Brian Cole, along with other health and fitness leaders, and your host, Steve Cashel. Sports Medicine Weekly, heard every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. right here on 670 The Score. Here we go, a brand new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. How you doing, everybody? Steve Cashel, Chicago Bulls radio host, joined by my usual co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, one of the team physicians for the Chicago White Sox, sports medicine specialist, orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. How are you, Dr. Cole? Welcome to summer. Yeah, it's finally here, sort oh. of. <laughs> <laughs> we, we think we're going to have it for a while, yeah. right? So it goes quickly, I know. Hey, a lot to do in this show. I'm going to get right to it, Doc. And uh, I want to talk a little hockey here as we talk about sports medicine uh, injuries. And uh, a member of the Detroit Red Wings had an interesting injury. Jared McIsaac, a defenseman, played through the second half of the season with a shoulder injury, then surgery to repair his shoulder capsule, expected to be out five, six months. I've heard about, I had tenodesis that you did on my shoulder, the biceps tendon. Mm -hmm. Um, We've heard about rotator cuff, which is probably the most common, but what Can you explain the shoulder capsule and how you would surgically repair that? So uh, think about this. This will help you. This will make it easy for you to remember and understand. Think about the shoulder as like a a golf ball on a tee. Right. Okay. And it's inherently, it's very easy to knock the golf ball off the tee, right? But in the shoulder, to prevent the ball from coming off the tee or the the, the humeral head from coming off the glenoid, which is the socket, uh, as a ball and socket joint, uh, there's a capsule surrounding it. So there's two things that keep it in place that are sort of what we call static structures, things that don't move, but they're like soft tissue envelopes around the shoulder and uh, bumpers that keep it in place. One is the labrum. So the labrum surrounds the golf tee or the cup, and that's just a rim of cartilage that creates more depth. It's a soft cartilage ring around it covering the edges of the bone, so it deepens the socket. So it increases the resistance for the shoulder to come out of place. Does that make sense? Yep. And then the second component is the capsule, which is like a soft tissue baggie, almost like, you know, cellophane around the shoulder. It's a very thin, only a couple millimeters thick uh, collagen bag, if you will, that surrounds the shoulder. That's the capsule. That's the capsule. And then just outside of that are the rotator cuff muscles that are the dynamic part that keeps the shoulder in place. So when People have traumatic injuries, typically athletes, uh, direct blows, things like that, and they can dislocate their shoulder. They tear the labrum, or they can, and or they can tear the labrum and the capsule, that bag around the shoulder. Capsular injuries are actually pretty rare, and we might try to treat them non-surgically. And I think it's it can be acceptable to try to play an athlete with a capsular tear. And once the season's over, if he if he, pl- he can play and perform, like we've talked about. Playing in pain is one thing, but playing in pain and not performing is another, and it may not be worth it. But if you can play and deliver, we know it can be very safe to play with a shoulder capsule or injury, and if it hurts until to the end of the season, we can fix it later. How can you treat a capsule injury? So if they continue to have symptoms, and typically it's diagnosed by understanding the mechanism of the injury, um, watching video and so forth, uh, examining the player to see if it's consistent, and then the MRI. And this is one area where we may be able to validate it further by using dye in the MRI, where we inject a contrast dye and then do the MRI, and that helps us see the soft tissues with greater detail. So then how would you repair it surgically? Yeah, so arthroscopically, 
So, okay. so like we did for your shoulder, we look inside with a camera. And then if there, there's typically a rent or a tear, and we have these really cool instruments that pass stitches through it, and you arthroscopically tie knots, I mean, it's fun. It's actually really, it's, 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 it's like playing a video game. You know, we have a, we look from the back of the shoulder, for example, depending on where the tear is, and then we'll work from the front with a device that will literally have a sharp tip on it that's cannulated or hollow that we can feed a suture through. And then we retrieve the suture through a cannula, a six millimeter wide cannula that goes into the shoulder from the outside in. And we actually can use various instruments to tie knots arthroscopically to repair things. That's one way we repair a capsule. Okay. Does that you know, make sense? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So back to my injury. Um, might, might as well share on the air. I would ask off yeah. the air, but as well, um, I had my tenodesis uh, biceps tendon surgery that you did on me February 19th. It was during NBA All-Star break. Yep. And uh, you did you tell me 16 weeks, so that's fully healed? Well, you know, it's, you think it's, about all, four months? It's, it's all about biology. So when I think about how we return athletes back to sport, um, it involves a gradual progression that respects our body's ability and willingness to heal. So the first six to eight weeks are the most vulnerable for any soft tissue repair because that's when start things start to regain strength. And then eight to 12 weeks, you start to feel a bit a bit better. And if things are going fine, you get about 70% of the strength of a repair. Right. Uh, this is, you know, broad stroke stuff. And then by 16 weeks, I kind of feel like we're at a good spot that the level of healing is no different than you would have potentially started out had you had no injury in the first place. So that's why we like to use the, the I like to use the 16-week number. Some people go longer, but I think science is pretty supportive when you're repairing soft tissue to a surface as long as the biology is pretty healthy and there's no unforeseen circumstances which might modify the timeline, I like the number 16 weeks to really stress something that's been repaired. Well, I, f I feel great. I really did. Uh, the people at uh, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush in Oak Brook, the PT, the physical yeah. therapy led by Tracy Jones, yep, amazing people, Laura Perez, Amy, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. Go visit that facility in Oak Brook. Yeah, it is great. And it's a beautiful place, yeah, too. But uh, I appreciate I feel great, and I actually hit some golf swings. Uh, oh, you 15 didn't tell me. Good weeks, for you. Uh, I, I only went 160 yards in, so I only used 7, 8, 9 iron. Yeah. Uh, I was How'd really, you shoot? I was nervous, but I played really well. I thought I was just going to chip and putt. I played in a charity event. Yeah. And I, I felt great. And yeah, I put a little, awesome. little ice and some Motrin after the round. Just I yeah. felt a little something. Next day, All right, well, no you're pain. Good to go. So yeah. I felt like I really. Went through a, a threshold, passed the threshold. Yeah, I you know, know your goal was to play golf, and I, yep. I'm glad we got helped get you there. That's yep. awesome. Now I can play catch with my boys. Hopefully that's the next step. All good. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Brian Cole. Awesome mm. stuff.